This is the Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 148. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is <laughs> this is so weird. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com and I am joined by my nocturnal friend who's up <laughs> during daytime, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? It's too early for this. It is too early. This is so, <laughs> so strange. We we kind of switched up our schedule here just a little bit, and it is daylight out when we're recording. This is a show about colored pencil, anything and everything surrounding this medium that we love so much. And today, what are we talking about, Lisa? We are talking about when you are never happy with your artwork. We've got 10 tips to help you cope with that. All right. So number one, talk to another artist. You know, so often we don't really see ourselves for really what we are. We're looking through our own perception of what reality is, and someone else may be able to see our work more clearly than we can. And so I think that's always a good thing to do. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe you do this too, but I will have my reference photo next to my artwork as I'm working, and I may work on a piece for, you know, a week, two weeks, whatever, and I'll have that reference photo next to it for so long that any little thing where it's not exactly the same, I start beating myself up over. It going. It's it's not good enough. You know what? Sometimes oh, right, you want right. to put that reference photo away too, so you can, mm-hmm. along with talking to another artist who has fresh eyes, put your reference photo away and see what it looks like with your fresh eyes when you're not completely. I mean, you want to compare it as you're working, but when you get to where it's done, put the reference photo away and let your work stand alone on its own. Sometimes that I think helps almost as much as talking to another artist. Oh yeah, because it actually is your your particular drawing, your piece of art. By the time you're nearly done, so yeah, yeah it you doesn't. Want it have to look exact that it, you actually yeah, probably exactly. don't want it to the whole point is to improve on that photo and make it into artwork yep that's right the next tip we have is take a class if you are having trouble, if you've been working for a while and you are just not happy with your progress, find a teacher. You can look, sometimes you'll find stuff in Craigslist. Sometimes you'll find stuff listed online or just doing a Google search. I've I've seen people listing on Facebook. Find a class and whether that be an online class tutorial that you can follow along with or something in your area where you can take a class from a teacher, to have somebody be able to look at that and tell you what you could improve on can really make a difference in your work. Yeah, absolutely. And taking a class or a workshop always inspires me for some reason. I, it, it could be even something that I'm already familiar with, but just doing that activity and being around other artists sometimes just gives me a fresh set of eyes and I'm all excited and uh, I just have more satisfaction well, in my work learn- after that often. You'll learn new tips that way, too. I mean, right. ha- being able to apply something new that you learn from a teacher, that's always really fun and Definitely motivating. All right, next, shift your perspective. Focus on the things you like 
about your artwork and not just the things that you hate. You know, don't focus on the the things that oh aren't turning out right. You know, if you hyper focus on the things that you don't like about it, then what do you think is going to happen? You're probably not going to improve those areas. You're just going to get more and more frustrated. So focus on some of the things that you do like about it, and then sometimes what that'll do is it'll shift your thinking, and you'll be like, oh, you know what? Over here, I could improve this like I did over in this area that I like and that I did well on, and I could improve this area over here, and uh, you know, I'll, use, I'll apply the same type of thing that I did over in this area. That, I think, really does help, especially if you're talking about a trouble area on a particular piece that you're working on. Think back about some of the things that you did very well in that piece and apply that same kind of rule or same kind of principle. Um, you know, we're really just going into engineering mode, and we're figuring, figuring out, you know, what are the problems? How can I correct this, but focus on the positives. Yeah. And that may be something that you have to train yourself to do. If you've been somebody who tends to focus on the negatives for a very long time, you've built yourself into this habit that you have to then break. It may not happen overnight, but start trying to focus on things in your art. And it's a good idea to try doing that in life in general, because then it will spill over into your art. Try to focus on the things that are good. I mean, in any given day, I can complain and be miserable because the dog that lives below me won't stop barking. Or I can be excited because when I look out the window, I've got a beautiful view. I mean, what which aspect am I going to focus on? They're both true. They're, the, both situations are true. But which one am I going to spend time focusing on? I'm going to be a lot happier in a much better mood. And it's the same thing with your art. Which aspects. I mean, you want to be aware of the things that you don't like, but you don't want to put all of your energy into that. What did you like? What did you win? What went well? Because if you shift that positive thinking, and I know this sounds super, you know, the gurus you see on TV, you know, think positive, but it's true. The more you think positive and start training your brain to see the things you like, it really mm-hmm. will make a difference, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, yeah. You have to start with little things. Start looking at the positive with everything in life. It will spill over and help you with your art. Yeah, absolutely. Because what happens is if we if we train ourselves to think in a certain way, then the synapses in our brain, we've trained a certain thought pattern to occur every time. So when we're in that mode, again, when we're approached with that same set of circumstances or problems, then what do we do? We default back into the same thing that we've done time and time again because we're we're victims of habits and that's that's what happens. You know, and it makes me think of stuff we see on TV or cartoons where someone's been drawing and they wad it up and throw it over their shoulder or they've got a trash bin full of, of <laughs> right, right. You know what? Don't allow that. The problem with that Arr, thing, and get all if, mad and yeah, frustrated you they're yourself, sweating and yeah. right. If you find yourself in a position where you want to throw something out, you've already given yourself permission to do that. I don't allow that. I don't allow myself to throw anything away. I'm going to finish it. If it comes out bad, it comes out bad, but I'm going to learn from that. I'm always going to finish it. I'm never going to wad up a piece of paper and throw it away. And I think going into that, knowing that that's a possibility for you, exactly, it makes a difference. And if you go in knowing, no matter what, I'm going to finish this, I'm going to make it work. It may not be my best work ever, but I'm going to keep doing this until... I've got something finished. It will make a difference. But again, it goes back to the way that you're viewing it. If you go into this knowing there's a possibility this is going to be terrible and I'm going to throw it out, no, because it probably will be terrible and you probably will throw it out. Go into it planning to finish it. Terrible or not, you're going to finish it and you're going to learn so much more from that than the thing you threw away and didn't finish. 
that could be a whole nother show, actually. But it's also a good reason to, um, you know, and I, I won't belabor the point, but it's also a good reason not to use, you know, cheap artist materials. You know, use something good. You, if you're using good paper, good canvas, or whatever, then you're you're not as likely going to want to throw yes, that away. Definitely. So our next tip, find an artist who creates work that you love. And you always see this on the internet and, you know, tips for artists, never compare yourself to other artists. That is a Mm -hmm. great tip if you don't want to improve. If you're wanting to improve, one of the best things you can do is look at an artist whose work that you like. What is it that's different about theirs? You know, obviously you want to find someone who's working in a style that's similar to what you're trying to accomplish. What is it about theirs that you like better than your own? Pinpoint that. Figure out what exactly it is. It could be their composition, their shading, their blending, their values. What exactly do you like better about theirs? And then figure out what can you change about yours to, to make that more similar. What is different with yours? Do you not have a good foundation drawing? Is your drawing skill, you know, is that your weak point? Then you know, okay, I'm going to work on this. But figure out those things that you love about somebody else's and be motivated to know you can get there too. I think it's so easy to think I'm never going to get that to that point. I'm never going to be as good as that artist. No, that's not the point. The point is to look at that and go, it's possible. Somebody else did it. There's no reason I can't do it. I just have to spend the time and figure out what is different with theirs than with what I'm creating. Okay, next, limit your color palette. You know, try to challenge yourself in some new way. It can be overwhelming if, you know, you may be creating mud if you uh, are having just too much fun of including all the colors that you own. You know, instead of using all 50 or 100 of your colored pencils, you know, limit yourself to only five or something like that. And just try to be creative in the way that you apply the colors and you're blending uh, these colors together to create the colors that you want. Plus, you have an added bonus. If you're limiting your colors, you're going to learn to mix and blend better than you would have when using all mm-hmm. of the colors available. You learn how layering will affect different colors. It's just an all around. Takes a little more thinking. Do. It's something that with it's funny because with painting, we don't get it as much as what a problem it can be for colored pencil artists because colored pencil artists, we have so many colors. I mean, we get a whole set of 150. When you start painting, you know, you may buy 10 tubes of colors and then you build from there. But with colored pencil, we get these big, huge sets and it is definitely, you can, yeah, you can create some, mm-hmm. some absolute messes if you're trying to use all of those colors. Next, get off the internet. People on the internet, if you're sharing your work and you're getting discouraged because the comments that you get, either you don't get enough comments from people, they're not really responding and you're looking at them responding a lot to another artist, or they make just nasty comments. People on the internet can be jerks for the sake of being jerks. They're just, they have nothing better to do. I don't know what it is. They'll say things that they would never dream of saying to your face. So what you may want to do instead, grab those pencils, grab your pad of paper and go draw at a park or sit at a coffee shop and do some sketching and drawing there, mainly because it'll be a huge confidence booster for you. The the people who will walk by and look and comment will be much, much nicer and more, I I think, more honest than the the stuff that is said on the internet. The stuff on the internet, people will be mean for the sole purpose of, I want to be mean to this person. So, and the other thing is, I think that they have a tendency to compare a beginner artist to the artist who just posted who's been a professional for 20 years. You know, so you've got that unfair comparison that you get on the internet too, that you don't get in person. And so if you're having a hard time, you've been posting online and you're getting discouraged by the things that people are saying, or maybe you're getting discouraged by what they're not saying. You're not getting enough of a reaction on Instagram or whatever it is. Get off the internet. 
Put that away. Go enjoy what you enjoy doing. Go draw. But you may want to do that out in public where people can see because that is usually a pretty good confidence booster. Yeah, and it's also proven that if we're online, especially on social media, I mean, there's been some recent studies that suggest that our overall attitude towards life in general goes down. It gets negative. And so, you know, I, I don't think that's any accident at all. I don't think that that's just a coincidence. Um, it's proven now scientifically that, yes, being on Facebook all day long actually will probably lead to depression. So get off uh, the internet and, you know, unplug for a little bit, turn the phone off for a little bit and have some, you know, away time and just free your mind just a little bit and just be present in the moment. Amazing what it may do. All right, next, this one is sort of related to what we just talked about, but change your routine to gain inspiration. You know, maybe go take a walk in the park or go to a different coffee shop than your usual one or listen to different music or, you know, whatever it is. Just try changing up your routine. Just do something different than what you typically do. You know, if it's during the 12 o'clock hour, maybe you eat lunch right then. Maybe do something a little bit different. Maybe go take a walk before you eat lunch. Do something slightly different than what you typically do. And you'll be surprised at, you know, what, what that does. Sometimes it just opens up our senses just a little bit more and makes us more aware, makes us more observant of things around us than what we have been uh, in the past. And, you know, if we get stuck in a rut or just a routine, then, you know, that can just start to, you know, limit our inspiration. Next, try drawing or painting something in a, a different subject than you usually draw. If you have a tendency to draw owls and you're never happy with them, try a flower. Try something else. Because sometimes when you change what it is you're drawing, you're, I don't know, it gets more interesting If you than mm -hmm. if you thought, okay, I'm going to master drawing owls. And you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and you're not really happy with it. Try drawing something completely different. Besides the fact that that may be something you're more interested in than you thought you were, you're also going to be using different techniques. So maybe you went and said, okay, I'm going to draw a rose with these, these leaves. You drew that. It came out whether good or bad, you may have learned something that you can then apply back to your owls. The way that you blended something, the way that you layered something, trying a different subject can make a big, big difference in the techniques that you're trying, the textures that you're trying to accomplish. Because one texture, you can tweak it a little bit and now apply that to another texture on another subject. So sometimes just changing up the subjects you've been trying to do. If you keep trying to draw portraits and they're not coming out right, back up a bit, try some roses. I always think roses are such a good thing to start mm -hmm. with when your goal are portraits. I usually start people with roses just because now, they're more forgiving in the blending techniques and such. But trying something else that has other techniques that would be required, other textures that you're trying to accomplish, that can make a big difference. Yeah. And just to add to that, I mean, you could also isolate some of the things that maybe you're drawing the entire portrait or a body or something like that. Just isolate an ear, isolate a nose yes. or something like that. And just practice a little bit in your sketchbook. And one other thing, if you do decide to do some other um, subject, you know, you're just going to do a quick sketch maybe of some other type of subject, then I would suggest just grabbing a small sketchbook, going out, finding some simple objects and sketching those first and see if maybe you want to render an entire drawing of that particular thing. But 
don't do what I often do, and that is I forget about the lighting sometimes. I don't know why I do this. If I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to go uh, do a tree today rather than you know a cup or a vase or whatever, and I go out and I'll go out on a cloudy day or something like that. And like, don't do that because you're going to be so unhappy with the way the light and the shadows are playing against each other. You need that in order for anything common to look very appealing. So think about that whenever you go out and take your reference photos or you're going to go out and just sketch. Think about the lighting and how you know that is going to make an appealing subject. It doesn't matter what it is. If the lighting is great, it's going to look pretty awesome regardless of what the subject is. So. Yeah, that makes such a big difference. I would say mm. more often than not, when students were struggling with something they didn't like in their work, the lighting is probably one of the biggest culprits. Is, it is, yeah. You know, the values, of course, but just boring lighting, blah, everything kind of mid-toned. Yeah, that lighting light. uh, influences the values so much, so, Yeah. Okay, next, be realistic. I mean, about, you know, your goals and what you're actually going to accomplish and what the what the plan is for your next year or five years or whatever. Think about where you are as an artist right now and then what is realistic in the future. If you've been drawing for five years, then don't expect your work to look like someone who's been doing it for 20 years. I mean, you'll get there as long as you don't get frustrated and just give up. And you know, and you see this often with newer artists. They'll look at someone who's been drawing for a long time. Maybe they took a class or a workshop or something like that. And instead of it being something that is inspirational to them, they get frustrated and they say, "I can never do that. You expect me to do that, and that's never going to happen." You know, and you beat yourself up about it. Just be realistic. Don't compare yourself to someone who's been, a, you know, a veteran of 20 years and you've been only drawing for 5. Don't compare yourself to their mature state that they're in right now as an artist. What you should be doing if you want to really do a side-by-side -side comparison is compare your art to where they were when they started or where they were where they were when they were where you are right now. Wow, I made that into a big tongue twister. <laughs> Didn't really need to be. But anyway, yeah, I, I think you get the point. I mean, you do a side-by-side -side comparison, not you know comparing this uh, apples to oranges kind of thing. You're comparing to somebody who's been doing something for a long time. Yeah, if you're going to compare your work, do it for the sole purpose of what are they doing that I can improve on? But don't get mm -hmm. mad when you're not accomplishing the same technical skill. You know, you, you can yeah, compare, you just have to look at it right. Right. They call it a, you know, a compare and despair, you know, if you're comparing for the point of beating yourself up, you know, and that's often what I did in the past with writing down goals or, you know, planning my day or something. I would write down all these goals. I didn't really, I wasn't <laughs> realistic about what I was going to actually get accomplished in a single day. And so I would look at all of that at the end of the day and I would just beat myself up about it. Like, yep, here's all these things I didn't accomplish today. I'll, you know, defer those to tomorrow and and what happens tomorrow? I don't get them accomplished again. Yeah, I had to stop you know? making lists for that reason. Yeah, if you just do a big three, you know, start with a three uh, list, you know, or something like that. Same thing with art. I mean, you can't you can't just say, okay, I'm going to do, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And this will be just as great as someone who's been drawing for a long time. Our last tip today is that mistakes are good. You may not be happy with your work. You may be looking at all the things that are wrong with it, but those aren't bad things. That means you are one step closer to that end goal of whatever your, well, whatever that end goal is. You're one step closer to your work looking the way that you want it to. We have to make mistakes in order to truly learn. You, mm -hmm. if you, you make 
if you don't make any mistakes along the way, that means you're not trying anything new. So you're not really growing. You're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mistakes are not a bad thing. Every bad piece you do, and I'll, so going back to not, not throwing things out, say you complete it and it's absolutely terrible. Save it. Put it in a, a portfolio and just put it to the side so that 10 years later, five years later, you can come back and look at it and compare what you were doing then with what you're doing now. It's always fun to look at. But mistakes are not a bad thing. They're not something to get upset about. They're not something to kick yourself over. They are a very, very good thing. That is, ju- that just means you're you're growing, you're learning. Sign and date it, put it away, and look at it later. And if you're asking the same thing over and over of yourself, or you're asking the same question of a mentor artist that you know you're trying to improve in a, a particular area and you're asking the same question then that could be a clue that maybe you're not pushing yourself enough maybe you're afraid to make a mistake but again mistakes are good make the mistake anyway push yourself anyway and try it and just see what happens so maybe you have a tip for others who may be struggling with improving their artwork or being happy with their artwork, and we would love to hear that. You can comment in the show notes at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. You can also reach out to us, email us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. Lisa is at Lockree, and I'm at Sharpened Artist on Twitter, Facebook, and probably everywhere else. And if you like the show, do us a favor and tell someone else about it or leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.